0: welcome back to another episode of Womanhood and Other Shit, the podcast where we talk about all things womanhood and a ton of other shit. We launched a podcast in our last episode, um, and it was just a very simple introduction to the podcast, where it comes from, the platform that it is built on, which is Raining Women. Um, and I introduced myself as the host and the owner of Raining Women, and I'm really excited. We are on episode number two, and today we are going to be discussing a really interesting and, I think, really important topic. So, as I said in the first episode, we are going to start things off slow and steady with this podcast. So, at some point during the show and at some point during the series, I will have guests on the show and we're going to talk to some really incredible women, um, incredible men as well. Um, And we're really just going to pick the brains of some really important, influential, and just incredibly nice and genuine On the show, so I'm really excited for those things until that time. um, I really want to start things off slow, I want to get used to the platform, um, get a feel for what everyone likes and doesn't like. Uh, So, I'm really looking forward to that. I think today will be a good kind of gauge on how we do with that. So, to introduce the topic of today, I want to talk about something that I think um, I have recently heard so much. About And something that in the last couple of years of my life I have explored pretty diligently. Um, And I'm going to just get right into it because I think, you know, there's nothing worse than a podcast that drones on forever. (laughs) So I'm going to get right to the chase. I'm going to get right to the topic. Today we're talking about how do you find yourself after you've lost yourself. And I think this kind of cuts close to the bone for me right now at this stage of my life and where I'm at in my young adulthood and I think it cuts close to the bone for so many people my age Um, and really though these moments kind of sprinkle throughout our lives Um, so I think it's an important topic. Uh, I want to talk about this I think on a personal level, I want to use some personal experiences so please be kind, be generous um, and try not to be uh, becoming vulnerable in any situation is always very difficult, even for someone like me that operates entirely on digital and social platforms. So, I am going to share a little bit of my own personal experiences, and I know that this community will receive them well. Um, so, like I said, we are going to be talking about how do you, and, and these are all my opinions and things that I'm really just talking about. How do you find yourself after you've lost yourself? And I, I want to kind of beg the question. Why on earth are, does this question come up so much in our 20s? So a little bit of backstory and context, context for people who are just joining the community and the podcast. Um, I'm Danielle. I'm the owner of Reading Women, which is a digital platform for women. Um, I want to say it's a digital community that's growing every single day exponentially. Um, I love it. It is amazing. It's been an incredible experience for me to build this community and this platform. Um, and I'm 24. So I'm 24 years old. I am completely independent, I'm completely um, on my own, I support myself, I am financially independent, I do everything on my own, and I have gone through some things in the last couple of years that have really allowed me to see that losing yourself is very much a part of the growth process, Um, but I think it's really hard for people in those early 20s to mid 20s, just that young stage of life, to remove themselves from the fact that it really is a growth period uh the notion that it really is a growth period and then the other side of things where you're, you're kind of just freaking lost like, it's just such a a time period in your 20s where you're just roaming around aimlessly you're going through a monotonous routine doing the same thing every day and you're kind of searching and yearning for your purpose and i think there comes like there's just like this transformative or transitioning period um in your 20s where you transition into real life bullshit that you start to lose who you are and of course there's other things that happen that you know it could be a breakup it could be a change in jobs you could go through some kind of trauma or difficult situation and you really start to lose yourself but overall I would say that there's a period of time when you're younger you have so much confidence and inflated and secure self of self sense of self and then you move into your 20s and you sort of lose that and I want to talk about how in my experiences of losing myself how I've made some really massive attempts to refine myself and and what's been successful and what hasn't Uh, and and I think it's because I hear this every day every single one of my friends is going through the same thing where they're just trying to find purpose and I'm sure that this happens, you know. I am 100% sure that this happens beyond our 20s, and it's not just a young person's thing. Uh, but I can only speak to 24 years of life, so that's what we're gonna do today. Um, I'm gonna share a little bit of a personal story for you. When I was in college, I was in a relationship, I was in a relationship for about three years, and I think I started dating this person when I was 19 or 20, and we broke up when I was 23, so it was. Truly, like a three-year period. And throughout those formative years, I think you're in such a serious relationship so fast. It's so easy to get caught up in the relationship so much that it's really just an extension of who you are. So what I mean in saying that is, in this relationship, I casted my life around this relationship instead of casting my life around me. Every decision I made was based on this relationship. Everything that I spent my time doing was based on my relationship with my partner. Um, and when we broke up three years later, and the breakup was a very difficult one. It was a very bad one. Um, I was left with very little, very little of myself. Right. So you start out, and I explain this as visually as I can. You start out as this, as this person and then you invest in a relationship you get so invested that you start giving pieces of yourself more and more as time goes on that when you're in this relationship and you're not maintaining yourself and who you are and discovering who you are you just keep giving little bits of yourself to this relationship that by the time the relationship's over all those pieces have just dissolved and they're they're just gone they're not yours anymore because the relationship doesn't exist they they disappear with the relationship, because you gave those pieces to the relationship, Um, and that's something that happened to me, when I lost myself, when the relationship ended, my first instinct was to run, so I was living in Connecticut at the time, and I ran for the fucking hills, I moved to New York, Um, I started working in New York, I pretty much deserted my whole existence before that, before that time period. Um, And that was what my instincts told me for me to flee. All this time I'm going off of flight, you know, the instinctual things that my life is telling me to do, but I'm still not spending time on who I am. I have no idea who I am, the relationship's over, all those parts of me that I thought I knew are gone, and I really struggled. I gained weight. Lost sleep, my health declined, um, and I will say that only recently I have picked up on these new things that I'm going to talk about today that really allowed me to refine and reconnect with who I am. So how do you how do you do that? When I started to realize that the decline of my self identity and my self security was really getting serious, the first thing I said to myself is, how the do I even define who I am? How do I figure out who I am? And I realized that the essence of who we are really lies in our decisions that we make for ourselves, right? The things that we want in life, we decide on. No matter what, at the end of the day, if you want to do something, you have to choose to do it. If you don't want to do something, you have to choose not to do it. And I think as we get older and we sustain more of these really difficult blows, like relationships and other things, there's a white noise that starts to build around our lives and our mindsets that kind of says, just go with the flow. Don't have a definitive answer. But to me, in in the last couple of months specifically, I have learned that your decision making and your definitive answers. Your choices, your very solid choices have everything to do with who you are, right? And I see so often people will do things that they don't want to do, but they just don't even notice that they don't want to do it because they haven't spent time listening to themselves. So let me specify all of this white noise and kind of ambiguous talk with what my first point is. What I started to do when I wanted to truly find myself again was I started making choices on every little thing. It was like painstaking small things. If someone would ask me, if my roommate asked me if I wanted to watch a movie and I didn't, I said no. They would just say no. Sorry, I'm going to spend time in my room by myself because that's what I'd rather do. If um, someone would ask me if I could do something for them and I didn't want to, I said no. I unapologetically made decisions based on what my inner self was telling me to do. Um, And if I wanted to do something, then I would say, yes, I want to do this. So the more and more I made decisions based on my instincts in a positive way, the more I started to rediscover who I am. So I would say that the first step to cutting through that white noise that I think plagues all of us when we get older, when we go through things and we just forget who we are, is to make decisions. Say fucking no. Say no. If you don't want to do that thing, don't do it. If you want to do that thing, say yes. If 45 of your friends are doing something, but you want to do something completely differently, don't do what your friends are going to do. Do what you want to do. Um, I think that's been the biggest thing for me. Is getting really, really certain on the small things and making those certain decisions on the small things. Because now, when I have big life decisions that I have to make it as, as an adult and to sit with and say, well, "What do I truly want?" I'm way more equipped. I'm way more prepared, and I always make choices for myself. Because that's the thing, right? You have to be your own advocate. You have to fight for yourself. You to be your own warrior you have to be your own like lawyer in a sense and say no I'm not going to do this to myself I'm not going to do this to me I'm not going to do this to Danielle on behalf of Danielle no so it's like that's the whole game is identifying who you are and always rallying for that person that you discover the yeses and the noes the I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that they make up that person inside of you and um I find things you know obviously there's a fine line with certain things right something that I want to make a point of that's kind of on the opposition to this is um things that we don't want to do but are very good for us so even though you don't want to do it and your instinctual answer may be no uh doing it anyway so this is the opposition right once you start to establish who you are what you want out of life and you know how to make decisions for yourself advocate and rally for yourself the next step is then making the practical and logical decisions right so in the last year or so that I've been enduring this breakup my health and my weight well okay my health has declined my weight has inclined and it was something that was kind of like it was kind of like a roadblock for Because I've had all the spiritual stuff racking up. I've been making those decisions. I've been rediscovering myself. I've been healing myself. I've been working on my internal being. Now my external being is like the missing piece to being fully content and aware of myself and my path. But I couldn't in any way, shape or form, bring myself to work out, I, I didn't want to, I grew up in a very athletic, and athletic-oriented childhood, and all that time, I had such um, emotional connections to my athleticism and my, my athletic life, so leaving college and leaving a, an athletic career behind, I had no emotional connection to the gym, um, I was depressed, I didn't want to work out, I didn't want to take care of myself, I was just in a bad place. Once I started to work on my internal self and define who I was, I realized that a big part of myself on the inside is caring for myself. I I discovered that I am my own biggest fan. I'm my best friend. And if I think about what kind of life I want my best friend to live, I want them to live the healthiest, happiest life. So, if I'm looking at myself as my best friend, I have to make that hard decision for my best friend. So, here's how these things go hand in hand. You learn how to make decisions that you instinctually want and need. Yes, I want to do this. No, I don't want to do this. And while going to the gym is not always something you want to do, you've prepared yourself now to make decisions that don't always make sense. And you've prepared yourself to always take care of yourself. So I realized that all of the negative things. This is not just the gym. This is every other thing. It's drinking. It's, it's unhealthy conversations. It's removing yourself from toxic environments when you can sense the toxicity in the room. It's so many things, right? Um, it's, you know, good hygiene. Um, all of those things. I was prepared to give myself because I knew that those are the things I had to give myself in order to be my own best friend. And trust me, everything is still such a learning process, right? And you'd think that some things are common sense. You go to work, you go to the gym, you take care of whatever. But when you sustain things in life that really rock your world, when you lose sight of who you are, all those things don't matter. Your internal self just wants something So I think that there's a difference between making choices and listening to your inner self and making choices that you don't necessarily want to do but you know that they are good for you. Um, So I want to make that note. Um, Something I think is really prevalent, especially in people my age and younger, is an increase in mental health. Like I should say, a decrease in mental health and an increase in mental illness and, and mental health. Declining. It's just like... It's It's so hard for me to speak to this because I think everybody has a different situation. Um, but I think mental health is at an all-time low. Like, good mental health is at an all-time low for young people. And I think the digital world and social media, I think that all plays into it. And there's a lot of different pressures that we have been conditioned to take on. But I think... That mental health is something that, you know, poor mental health is something that contributes to losing sight of your identity and who you are. I I truly think it does. And I I think that having conversations that normalize the practice of mental health, being open about receiving therapy and receiving health are a really fantastic way to reconnect with who you are. So, I mean, I, I go to therapy as much as I can. And it's really difficult sometimes for me to go because I know how vulnerable I'm going to get. It's like I, w- I walk in to therapy just to cry. <laughs> I just sit down and I and I know that I'm going to get vulnerable and I know I'm going to cry. I know that it's going to be an emotional, just oof, like a boxing match between my emotions. Which one's going to win today? So it's hard for me. To even recognize that mental health is—it needs to be a priority in my life, and it needs to be a priority in my um, day-to-day practice, not just in the therapist's chair. But it's also really difficult to get vulnerable, even though I'm an advocate for mental uh, mental health practice and, and going to therapy and all those different things. I like—I get it. I get why people don't want to go, but I truly believe that seeking mental health practice or seeking therapy or, you know, working some kind of mental health practice into your daily routine on your own is necessary to understanding who you are. And uh, at some point in the show, I'm going to have a guest on the show. She's a fantastic um, therapist who's really built uh, such an incredible social media following Um, on her ability to talk about things that are not mainstream and make them applicable and understandable to everyone, I think, in every different situation of life. And I think that's really important. Um, And I love that that she's done this. So at some point throughout the show, we're going to bring her on and she's going to be a really influential guest, I think. Um, But to speak to today's topic, I mean, I think, you know, if you're not practicing mental health every single day, you've got to do it. And and, like, I am such a busy woman. The anxiety that I feel all day is just that alone is something I need to spend time on um, every single day. So I highly, 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 highly recommend. Um, And my last thing is really just try as much as you can. I think so many people are so afraid to try things. And I've said this so many times to so many different people when they ask me, like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I'm seeking for my purpose. I'm seeking for myself. I don't know what to do. And I always say, like, you need to get out in the world and try as many things as you possibly can. You know, if you're working in a job and you want to try another job, do some side work at night, research it, try it, um, my best example is one of my friends that I knew in college, she works, uh, full time and she was really struggling to find her purpose, she said to me one day, I think that I'm gonna go out into the wilderness and I'm gonna learn how to be a climber, so my head immediately goes, what the fuck, like what are you talking about? But she said the whole process, she's like, I don't even, she literally said, I don't even know if I'm interested in climbing itself, but she's like the whole process of stripping myself down to no knowledge of anything is so intriguing and it's so scary that I'm going to be forced to learn something new about who I am. Um, And she's telling me this story. About how you know she, this is actually a brilliant story because she's a very nervous person, very, just generally a very nervous person, and that's totally fine. She's a nervous personality, and she was telling me how in her climbing endeavors there was a, a point where she was it was like her first solo climb um, without so like she normally would go up with an instructor. This time her instructor stayed on the ground terrifying in my head (laughs) but kudos to her she's amazing i'm gonna have her on the show as well at some point um so she went up on the rock wall whatever it is and there was a period of time where she really started to panic she was like i'm halfway up this wall the only thing that's keeping me from dying is this rope and potentially my trainer's ability to spot a misstep from thousands of feet or hundreds of, hundreds of thousands of feet below me. Again, terrifying. I'm literally, my heart rate is jumping just talking about this. Um, but she goes, then there was a moment where I took a step back and I adjusted my hands and it was like I was zoned in. I had to really put on brave face. I had to really put on a game face. I had to focus or my life could have or I could have been in serious, I had serious injury. It just could have been bad. And she was like, I learned from that experience that I know how to double down in serious situations and get shit done. All that nervousness that I feel every day, if someone needs me, if I need myself, I can do it. And that to me is a perfect example of. Trying different things, putting yourself outside the same forty-five mile diameter that you put yourself in every single day, instead of going to the bar on a Friday night and getting fucking loaded, go to—I don't know—go to the driving range, learn a new skill, learn new crap, uh, learn if you can actually pick up on new things. Learn. Go go on a retreat for a weekend on, on a young people's young people's travel retreat. Do so. Do some something else. Do something new um, and push the limits of what you already do. And that story to me, I think about it all the time when I sit with myself and I'm like, am I doing enough for myself? Again, it all goes back to advocating for yourself, right? Like, am I doing enough for myself? Am I as well-rounded as I think I am? Do I need more of something? Or do I need less of something? Like, should I learn something new? I can tell you, I have a list of things in the summertime, even that I want to accomplish. I want to learn how to surf. I want to learn how to play the guitar um, or relearn how to play the guitar. Uh, I want to uh, try cycling. I want to talk to new people every week, like a new sh- stranger every week, and try to make a friend every week. Um, you know, stuff like that. That's weird. It's different. It's difficult for me. Um, it just, I think it's a real. It's a real test in, number one, being accountable to yourself and advocating for yourself. But it's also uh, truly something that puts you in an uncomfortable place. And it allows you to expand your horizons past what you already know. Right? I think about people who end their lives not knowing anything about themselves, not knowing anything about who they are, about their souls, about the essence of their being, and It's because their whole lives they have gone to work, gone home, had dinner, watched TV, went to sleep, got up, went to work. And then on the weekends it's just bar, 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 drunk, loaded, drunk. Like, that's a fine existence if that's what makes you happy. But if you're searching for yourself, if you're trying to find yourself, I think it takes a little bit more work. Um, I am... I'm going to end the show here with just saying that it's completely normal if you don't feel like you have any idea who you are. Um, It's completely normal if you're lost, and it's completely okay, right? I think it's important to identify when you're having a hard time. I think it's important to identify when you need to push a little bit harder with yourself. Uh, I think it's really hard, and I think it takes a lot of work if you're willing to put the work in, if you're willing to make those decisions for yourself, if you're willing to advocate for you and become your own best friend and cut through that white noise that tells you just go with the flow, um, I think that you'll really be pleasantly surprised with the person that you've become that you're always meant you're always meant to be. Uh, so again, this show, this episode today was just very straightforward, me chatting, and we're going to, like I said, we're going to start the show off slow and steady, talking about certain topics, we're going to Probably the next show will be some choice things that are going on in the media right now. In politics, women in the media. um, I'm going to probably christen that our women reigning, instead of reigning women. Our women reigning segment of this podcast. So I'm excited about that. Um, But right now, I really want to take things slow. It's a slow burn. It's a slow build. uh, And I really want to get some content out there for you guys make sure we get some incredible guests on the show we have a couple in queue that i'm really excited about having on the show and just sitting down and talking to and like i said in the first episode we will add a video component at some point or another so i appreciate every single one of you uh being patient and um kind of being here for this ride this community continues to grow every single day and the more women that jump on board the, the more i'm just so fulfilled the notion that women truly do want to support each other. They want to be a part of this sort of community of empowered women, and they want to help each other, and they want to fight back against some things that makes that really hard. And, you know, we just want to celebrate being a female and being a woman and celebrate um, all of the amazing things that we do every day. The community is all about positivity. It's all about color and vibrance and, you know, an inviting sort of place. And, I'm just so happy that this that this is how far we've gotten. And this is how far we've come. And I'm excited about everything that is to come. Um, so I'm going to end this episode. Like I'll end every episode by saying y'all are amazing. I love you. You're incredibly awesome. Um, and don't forget it. I don't think that it is common enough and often enough that we compliment strangers that we send love out into the world just with a simple verbal anecdote um so i want to just end every single show by saying that i have so much love for every woman in this community and every woman that exists um on this earth and is on the same mission as us uh and i have a lot of pride in uh the people that the impact that people have so i'm going to end this with love positivity well wishes, and just so much encouragement, and just the notion that every single one of you listening is incredible uh, in your own right. And yeah, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Um, happy Memorial Day. Enjoy the weekend. Be safe. We'll have another episode on Monday. Um, we will tune in then.